Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello and welcome to this podcast episode where we're going to talk about money tracking. And the aspect of money tracking we're going to talk about is what happens and what to do and what's the best way to go about things when your money tracking is triggering you to feel scarcity about money and it's triggering you to just feel even worse about money than if you didn't do money tracking. This is something I get asked a bit and someone asked me just this week, last week, last week. And so I wanted to create a podcast episode on it because I know it's actually a really common experience. And I have got some very simple, effective, powerful tools to give you around this and to determine what's the best thing to do. Because often people will say, well, is it actually beneficial for me to track my money if it's making me feel so shit about money and so low vibe about money and it's not actually helping with the way I feel so that I can take positive action towards creating the financial outcomes that I desire. So there's a couple of different ways you could come at this. Firstly, if you are tracking your money versus not tracking your money, I just, I know this is obvious, but I just want to state it. There's actually no difference in your financial situation. There's, there's no difference. You, you don't have more money by not tracking it and just not looking at it. There is, there's no difference. So the thing that is causing the negativity is what you're making, what you're seeing in your money tracking mean. That's the entire key here is what are you making it mean? Because that's what's making you feel shit about yourself and feel scarcity and then triggering potentially a line of dysfunctional behaviors and patterns because you're feeling negatively about your money tracking. So what are you making it mean? Now, there's a couple of things that I said to this person that asked me about it just really recently. And one of them was, um, firstly, like, are you making where you are right now wrong? So this is super common. Lol, if you heard two episodes ago when I told you about superhuman. (laughs) Uh, It's very common, maybe I should say, it's very common Um, to feel like you should be somewhere other than where you are right now. And so instantly that's going to create 
negativity and the feeling of not enough behind and not okay where I am right now. So that's one. And then when you actually look at your numbers, what do you make it mean? Oftentimes, what we are unconsciously making it mean, if you're feeling negatively about it, is that it'll never change and I'll never get where I want. And it might even be more extreme than that for you. It might be, I'm going to get behind, I'll, I'll be in debt and then I'll be in a lot of trouble or I'll um, go bankrupt or I'll have to move in with my parents and depend on my parents. You know, it could be things that take it further than just things are never going to change from where they are now. So actually what you want to do more than anything is address all of that because that is what is the actual culprit, not the money tracking. (laughs) The money tracking is just poking a little stick at this whole thing over here that's that's where there's the medicine for you to address. It's not simply in not money tracking. And I'm not saying that not money tracking for a while might not be actually the best thing for you to do while you address that. Like if that stuff is just so triggering for you and your nervous system and it's just so much, then sure, you might decide, okay, I just need to pause on money tracking and really work through these deep, deep fears that are coming up for me. So that could be the best way to go about it. It's then, you know, I would then really encourage you though, to be focused on money tracking again. And that once I, once I work through this and this is no longer completely overwhelming to my nervous system, then I'm going to start money tracking again as a helpful way of managing this resource, right? So the other thing, I guess, that can um, trigger dysfunction around money tracking is when you're trying to use it to control yourself and you are playing out dysfunctional patterns in how you're, you know, well, really the fact that you're trying to control yourself with your money tracking, right? So, You can notice that as well. Is there a way that I'm trying to manage the feeling of scarcity in my money tracking? And maybe I also just want to stop doing that. I'm just going to track for a while and not make myself wrong or try to control myself. There's a difference between trying to control yourself and setting up a structure that is for your highest benefit, right? Trying to control yourself is like, it has to be this way and I've got to restrict all these things um, because otherwise I'm not going to be okay, right? That's the vibe of trying to control yourself and setting up a structure that is supportive to you creating what you love in your life is a bit more like, okay, well, here's here's how I want to allocate things um, because this is this aligns with what matters to me right now in my life and I'm going to set up a structure that helps me live that allocation. But if if I ever don't for some reason or it doesn't turn out one month, that you know, that doesn't mean anything about me. It's not the end of the world. Things aren't going to collapse, right? So that's kind of the vibe difference between coming at it in a 
healthy, functional way and coming at it in a dysfunctional way. Essentially, if you are having this negative, uh, you know, I would go as far as to say you might even be having shame spirals when you do your money tracking, if you're getting really triggered by it, addressing what am I making it mean? What am I making my current reality mean? And, um, and what do I fear this is actually going to mean about the rest of my life and my future? What's like my biggest feared outcome? If you can go there and deal with that stuff and process that stuff and come to terms with that stuff, you're not going to have any negative thoughts or emotions come up when you do your money tracking. The the simple thing of it that I would encourage for everyone is that with your money tracking, don't make it mean anything. Know what you would love, where you would love to get to, and don't make your current reality mean anything. It's just where you are now. It's just your starting point. It's just your right now point, which will inform your next steps. So being in denial about your current reality just means that you don't have effective next steps to take towards your vision because you're not, you're not effectively orientated from where you are, right? When, you know, if you're trying to put in your GPS to get to the CBD, if you don't put where you are now, you can't get the effective next steps in your route to the CBD. So that's all you want to think of it as. This, this is just what is. Any story about what is, is what's causing your suffering. Any story about what is, is what's taking you into your patterns around money. So releasing any meaning. And that's not to say like, yeah, sure, it'll pop up. It might pop up as you do your money tracking, but you just keep self-consciously letting it go and going, it doesn't mean that. That's an assumption that I made up. That's literally a made up thing by me or or something that was taught to me that I took on. It's a made up thing. It's not objective reality. It's not truth. Whatever your story is about your current financial situation or your incomings and outgoings when you look at your money tracking. It's not objective reality. It's a made up assumption, a made up belief. So what you want to do is expose what all of that is for you, neutralize it and see, and sometimes this can be hard to see, but see that this is not reality. This is a made up perception. It's a made up perception and then usually a forward projection. So the practice is letting that go, surrendering that and coming at your money tracking from a neutral place and just going, this is what is, and this is what I would love. And I don't make where I am or my perception of my progress mean anything. That will have you in your power. If you can do that, that will have you in your power. You know, I've also had a client that I've worked with for a long time now, like from my early money coaching days. And Um, this person just had a a really uh, dysfunctional, but also 
uncomfortable relationship with money early on and, you know, with their income, they couldn't hold on to money. Like they just, it felt so restrictive for them to save. And it actually has taken like actually a few years for this person to come around to money tracking. And they've totally transformed their financial situation. And they earn, I mean, I don't know exactly what they earn now, but I do know at least how much they earn. Um, And I, I mean, they would earn four times or five times what they earned when I met them. Like they, they earn really good money now. They're absolutely killing it in their career. They're on top of it. They're saving towards um, buying an apartment and they have completely transformed their relationship to money and their financial reality, like massively. And that, you know, they came from such a place of feeling so broken and stuck and dysfunctional around money. So that's, firstly, that's an example of how things can really change. And over time, like this person has done the money work over time, over years, right? And persevered, no matter what current reality was looking like, persevered. That is, that's, that's the magic pill, (laughs) persevere no matter what current reality looks like that you stay focused on your vision and this person like I'm just so proud and so inspired by them they've done an incredible job and it has taken them years to actually get onto consistent money tracking and they still created this these incredible end results so It can take time. It doesn't have to take time. It can take time and it's okay if it takes time because there's, you don't have to be somewhere tomorrow. If you just keep showing up, showing up to the awareness, working through the things that come up, taking the next obvious action, stepping into uncertainty, going for it anyway, and just releasing identification with your stories, the stories that come up. You just go, okay, and that's a story. And this is where I am now. And it doesn't mean anything about you, me, and this is my next step. And that's the process. I hope that this has, there's something that's landed for you from this, something that has clicked in and gone, ah, this is what's happening for me. This is where I'm maybe going astray. This is where I'm going out of my power with my money tracking and that you can take that insight and take that shift into your money tracking. Maybe, you know, if you're, if your nervous system is so overwhelmed by the trigger, yeah, maybe you do pause it for a while, but you keep showing up to doing the emotional work on it. And if you do that, you will shift your reality. The the thing you have to let go of is the attachment to the identity in your current reality, which is all of your stories, all of those stories that come up when you look at money, when you look at your bank accounts, when you do your money tracking. If you don't let them go, you won't move. So part of the process is not, oh, how can I just do something that relieves the suffering I feel 
when I look at my money, it's to go, how can I release identifying with and being convinced of and then and probably telling other people all the stories that I tell myself about money and surrender them and surrender identifying with them so that I can move into a new financial reality, so I can move into my truth, so I can just move into taking the next obvious steps towards what I love because you're anchored in your current reality by identification with the stories in your current reality. I pray this episode has served you. I hope you go forth, you take this, there's some nugget of gold that you take from it and you you look at what's underneath that trigger and really neutralize that, allow that. And if you haven't already taken my Money Queen program, that's something that I would highly recommend. I'm actually also guessing a lot of people listening to this maybe have taken my Money Queen program and this is something that's coming up with tracking post being in the program. Um, but and, in, and if that is the case for you, if you have taken Money Queen, go and do your dilemma deconstruction on this. That was actually what I also said to this person that asked me this question, go and do your dilemma deconstruction. Whenever you're having negative um, feelings, experiences, experience of in a conflict problem stuck on anything around money and you've done money queen, get out that dilemma deconstruction worksheet. Okay. That is your homework. (laughs) And if you haven't done Money Queen, I invite you to consider it and check it out because it is a really grounded, practical course on money and look uh, going through the your mindset, the stuff that comes up for you, your emotional relationship to it, and practical systems, simple practical systems that you can use to tangibly change your relationship to money and your financial outcomes. I mean, that bringing in the practical of like your actual money is often the missing piece in a lot of other money courses and programs. So that's a really key thing in Money Queen. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out, the link. Uh, So I run it in live rounds at the moment. I would love to get it set up evergreen, but I'm going to need to record the videos um, for that. Uh, before I set that up. Um, So right now it's something that I run live and you can go get on the wait list for it. So I'll have the link in the episode description for this um, podcast episode. And also you can find it on my Instagram or on my website and check that out if that's something that you would love to explore. All right. I'm sending you lots of love and lots of juicy, delicious money tracking juju. And I'll see you in the next episode. 